and welcome to the latest episode of Five Fragen, or Five Questions as we would say in English. This is our podcast featuring the people of the Netherlands' diplomatic network here in the U.S. We're talking with the diplomats and policy officers about the strong bonds between the United States and the Netherlands, as well as our diplomatic work here in the U.S. We're focusing on the collaborations between our two countries that make our relationship a partnership that works. I'm Jeff Allenack from the Embassy's Communications Office, and I'm talking with Maurice Ouderland and Luke Nyman, both of whom work at the Netherlands Consulate General in Miami, and I'm talking to them over Zoom. Thank you for joining me today, guys. Thank you, Jeff. Pleasure to be here. I asked both of you to join me today because you guys are deeply involved in organizing the Dutch participation in South by Southwest, the annual festival and conference that takes place every March in Austin, Texas. Or at least I should say, you're planning a specific part of the Dutch participation. But before we dive into that deep end, I'd like to start with a more basic question. How did you two end up in Miami and what's your background? Maurice, let's start with you. Well, I'm, I'm here since June of last year, so not too long. I ended up here because uh, I wanted to be here and uh, to be with my family. I worked in communications all my life. My last job was with the KNVB, the Dutch uh, Football Federation. So that's the sort of like the professional, uh, for our American friends, that's sort of like the professional uh, soccer league in the Netherlands, right? But they, no, it's the, it's the federation. So you have the league and the federation is the, the well, the organizer. And they organize okay. uh, uh, football for, for professionals, but also for grassroots. Football, soccer. Well, we would say soccer, but you say football. Yeah, right? yeah, I watched American football last night and that was funny <laughs> because nobody touches the ball with their foot. Unless it's the last second and you still have to win. So that's what happened last night. But uh, um, yeah, um, they do grassroots and professional, both. And okay. uh, I was their head of communications for the last four years. And then uh, in that job, I, I met uh, um, the consul general here, Ruth. And um, yeah, um, we kept in touch. And then there was an, an option for me to be here. So... Here I am. Well, certainly Miami is a, a nice city to be in, I would imagine. That uh, too. Especially over the, the winter. How about you, Luke? You're actually the Deputy Consul General in, in Miami. How did you wind up there, and what does your job entail? Just to, uh, to reflect on what you just said about uh, uh, winter in Miami, it's actually very cold now in, in Miami terms, meaning it's, uh, it's about 18 degrees uh, uh, Celsius, which is uh, about 65 uh, Fahrenheit, uh, which from the Netherlands uh, is, is very nice for, for this time of year. Uh, but here people bust out their, their beanies and their, uh, their winter coats and their, their Uggs. So it's, uh, it's serious. It's, uh, it's a cold snap. It's a cold day in Miami when it's 65 degrees. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But to, uh, to answer your, your question, I, uh, I also ended up here just like Maurice uh, because I wanted to be, to be here. Uh, and it, uh, it, it hasn't disappointed, but uh, with, with a bit of a, a different background. I've been with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs for, for about 10 years now. I've had a couple, uh, couple different postings uh, in Brussels. I was in Belgrade, Serbia. Uh, I spent some time in D.C. And now I've been in Miami for three and a half years. And uh, those cities that I mentioned are all, uh, are all very different, but the work is always about connecting with, with the host country and building uh, international bridges. And that's um, that's also what we do. Uh, what we do here, uh, we uh, we cover an area that extends from from Florida all the way to uh, to Texas, plus a number of um, island states in the in the Caribbean. 
and where uh, where we we build connections between the Netherlands and uh, and the U.S. So for for myself as, as head of the uh, the economic team, together with with the rest of the the colleagues, we focus on a on a number of uh, priority industries where we see opportunities here in the U.S. Uh, where we think the Netherlands has a particular expertise and where uh, we think we have an added value in bringing those parties uh, together. So that's um, the, the sports, for instance. We'll, we'll talk a bit more about, about that. Uh, Maurice co- covers that. But also the, the maritime sector, also water, uh, mobility, uh, the energy transition. And it's, uh, it, it's never a boring day. It's always interesting to meet people who are passionate about what they, what they do, who are open to working with uh, with our American friends? So it's uh, it's a very uh, rewarding and gratifying thing to uh, thing to do. Right. You mentioned sports, which is what we're kind of what we're talking about here today. Maurice, what can you tell me about what you're planning for South by Southwest? It has to do with sports tech. Is that right? Yeah, sports and tech, and uh, South by Southwest is much more than that. Of course, it's a, it's a worldwide phenomenon, and they they talk about anything in uh, in the the days that uh, South by Southwest is there. Uh, we focus on, on the sports track, as they call it, which is uh, from 11 till 13th of March. And yeah, they, they talk about all kinds of subjects with sports, but we want to do something around it, which comes closer to what we normally do, which is connecting, as Luke said, organizations from the Netherlands, companies uh, in sports with the local network, uh, in this case, in, in Austin. Okay. When you mentioned sports, are, are you talking about playing the games or more the business of the sport? Uh, everything. To tell you a little bit more about what we're going to do, but normally we focus on, on three things, which is fan engagement and community, grounds and operations, and data and athletic performance. So the, those three. And sustainability is another one that pops up where Dutch companies are sort of far ahead because you have to see the U.S. market is huge and far ahead of anything else, uh, sports market I'm talking about, but in general. So what can they learn from the Dutch? You know, that's a a feasible question. And um, you see a lot of the the technologies that we have and advancement in is, is in rooted in football, in, in soccer. And uh, so it could be the, the growing of grass. Well, you saw the pitch last night at the Super Bowl. It was slippery. We have grass masters in, in the Netherlands who are really a master. And um, within our network, we have a couple of them that often come over to the U.S. to talk because World Cup 26 is coming up and everything needs to be grass. And the FIFA, is, is they are very strict with that. So it's not as simple as just throwing some grass seed out there and say it'll grow because that's how I do my lawn at home but uh, how is that so, working? <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, I don't know that I'd want to walk on it much less play a professional sport on it so probably not too well. No it's it's mastery what the, what these guys can do with it and they have systems in place they can measure the bounce rate of grass I, I mean let's go on on that. The bounce rate like how, how high a ball would bounce? Yeah there's drainage systems, so you can uh, pick up the water, keep it, and when you need it, it, come, it comes up again mm-hmm. uh, instead of flooding the grass. So, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of Dutch inventions on, 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 on that part. 
but there's other things too, like data for athletic, athletic performance. So those we, we connect to, to local organizations, uh, sports teams, companies. And um, what we're going to do in, uh, in, in Austin is uh, on the 11th, we have our, well, I'll call it our own little party, but we have an hour where we talk about do good through sports, which is, if you say it, might be the soft side of sports, uh, but it isn't <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. because we combine it with tech. So, for instance, we, we talk about mental health in sports uh, and we do that with an ex-international player of the Dutch team, Edson Braafheid. Uh, he has a company in that, so he wants to help people uh, who are in the spotlight or will become in the spotlight. Uh, Is this a panel discussion then that you're talking about on March yes, 11th? Yes, that's correct. Okay. That's correct. And uh, so that w- that's one part. And uh, we, we will team him up with a company that he has teamed up with already, Alpha Beats. And that's a company that specializes in, uh, in uh, well, it's called the, the Alpha uh, Straling. Yeah. Uh, it's it's what your brain has, and they they can influence that with with music. So it's kind of like a, it, the the music that the music that you listen to affects your mood. Is that what you mean? It reads your brain and it adjusts the music accordingly. So um, it's sort of like an equalizer. I'm not an expert because uh, this is just a company that we work with, but they're very impressive. And uh, mental health is uh, a, an issue. Uh, becomes bigger and bigger in sports when people speak out finally. I, I met a guy uh, in LA, an NFL player. So yeah, this is, this is something that the Dutch are interested in that we have on our agenda for a long time. Uh, not long enough, but it's working and uh, we're transporting our knowledge to here. And the other thing we're talking about is uh, inclusion in sports. And we do that with somebody from uh, the federation I already spoke about, Canfebe, and the campaign that we ran in uh, in the Netherlands called One Love that, yeah, became uh, worldwide uh, during uh, World Cup uh, last year when FIFA said, uh, One Love, we're not going to do it. It was the captain's armband that was banned. So, uh, yeah, that's our hour that we're going to fill at South by Southwest. And... Um, there's a company involved, sorry, I, I forgot about that, and that's important too. It comes out of a plan of attack of how to avoid discrimination in sports. It, it focuses on different elements, and One Love was the awareness campaign, but there's also a, a, a how, how you punish people mm-hmm. when, when they mm-hmm. do stuff like that. And that's pretty tough because uh, you need to prove it. And to prove it, you need excellent cameras that also can register sound to it. And there's mm-hmm. a company in the, in the Netherlands that is running a pilot right now there that has those smart cameras. But he's also coming to the US because there they want to use it for fan engagement. So it's the same product that you can use in different ways. So it, it's looking at the audience then, for example. And, and the, the most simple form is, uh, you've been to games, make some noise and then you have a, they measure the noise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, this camera can do that better. So that's an interesting uh, company as well, Sorama, and they they're gonna join us as well, hopefully to support the Canfebe story. They work with Canfebe together, like Alpha Beats works with uh, uh, on mental health with uh, Edson Braafheid. So 
uh, we put sports and tech together on uh, on the podium. Yeah, the mental health one is especially uh, in the spotlight now. I think it's Simone uh, uh, Biles, a gymnast who dropped out of the, the Olympics. And, and um, on the outside, you think somebody at that level doesn't have any problems, is handling everything fine. The mental health part of it is pretty important. Yeah, and that's what we're, uh, that's what Edson is, is trying to teach us as well. And I've never played on a high level, but even as an amateur uh, sporter, you, you have mind games with yourself. Uh, yeah. But what if you're a big sporter and one day you get injured and you never be able to play sports again? What does that do to your your mind, your health, eh, your mental health? So, yeah, we I'm actually trying to connect Edson to as many people here that I know. And that's basically our work. Connect. As, as a player, you, you were a goalkeeper, which is sure. a very particular position because even in a team sport, it's a very... Into, you know, uh, you're on your own. Lesson. You're yeah. on your own, and I, I, I know from experience, but I, I didn't want to take the whole podcast about that. But uh, <laughs> no. it's, it's a mind game. A, a yeah. goalie is alone most of the time. He gets one or two or three balls, and he has to stop right. them. And if not, then he's to blame or she. Uh, it puts a lot of pressure on you. And um, there's not many people that can help you because you actually have to be a goalie to understand. I think of it as a pitcher in baseball. You're out there on your own and, and you can have a good day or a bad day. And sometimes it's the mood that you're in that, that really affects it. Correct. You're as good as your last ball. And that's not, not for everybody in, in a team like the, the striker. If he misses one, he has another opportunity in two seconds. But Right, right. So it's a mind game. And um uh, you see individual players coming out right now, like tennis players, uh, the gymnast you were talking about. And um, it's a big thing because there's a lot of pressure, pressure from yourself, pressure from the surroundings, social media. Um, and people just expect, oh, because I did it last time, I'm going to do it again. And it's, it's not that simple. If it were, everybody would do it, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. Luke, if I'm not mistaken, this is just a portion of the Dutch participation. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's what we do from from Miami. It's what we do as a as a U.S. missions network. But it's certainly also what we do uh, from from the Netherlands as a as a broader participation. And I think the uh, the examples that Maurice just gave of um, of Alpha Beats and of uh, Sorama uh, perfectly illustrate what what South by is is all about. It's it's really. How uh, can creative uh, solutions um, help to to address the societal challenges, the the challenges that we that we all face, where we can exchange ideas with with our friends in um, uh, in the south of the U.S. And that also fits perfectly with with Austin, which has really grown as a as a hub for for innovation, for tech entrepreneurship. A number of the larger tech companies recently moved to to Austin, but it's also for for startups and um, and, and entrepreneurs. It's it's a great place to uh, to be and to to grow your business, and and that offers opportunities for uh, for the Netherlands. So, uh, from uh, organized by by New Dutch Wave and uh, and, and Creative Netherlands, there is there is a group of uh, of companies and, uh, and and organizations coming from the from the Netherlands that each uh, work on creative solutions to these societal challenges that I, uh, that I mentioned. Think, for instance, of, of climate change or the, the energy transition or urbanization, 
where a number of these uh, creative ideas will be will be showcased. Uh, for instance, there's a, there's a company called Drop Stuff, where through immersive technology, uh, they raise awareness of uh, water use. Another example is um, Bojan Slots, who um, founded the uh, the Ocean Cleanup. How can we think of creative solutions to uh, to to make our oceans a little a uh, little cleaner? Or a company called Polymorph uh, from the Netherlands that set up this uh, this art installation where. Um, which is also immersive tech. You can experience what it's like to um, to be an animal or to be to be a plant. So in in different ways, uh, the creative industries are are being used to uh, to tackle societal challenges. That is also very much what the uh, what the Dutch participation is um, is like, with a focus not only on on immersive tech um, that I mentioned but also different societal innovations, uh, artificial intelligence, uh, virtual reality, uh, serious gaming, and to, uh, to also tackle topics like, uh, like diversity and, and inclusion. And, and we have a packed program um, in the official South by Southwest programming, but also at the, uh, let's call it the, the Dutch House, which is officially called the Innovation Bridge Europe, where together with uh, with Germany and uh, in Austria, there's a there's a Europe house, and uh, we will take care of part of that uh, that programming. So it's uh, it's very broad, but it all boils down to uh, creative industries um, helping out with with societal challenges. It's important to bring all the creatives together in one place. I can see how they can uh, they need some creativity to uh, keep the world uh, moving forward. Maurice, let's get back to that sports tech you mentioned. Is it just for the professional level or is, would it be for youth sports and development, college athletes, for example? Is it really accessible for the athletes who want to become professionals? Well, it depends on uh, what subject you're talking about. But it, let's say if we go back to grass, those, those pitches are used more often than the professional pitches. Yeah, that's a great example because there's also... And uh, we could, we could talk about that more as well because uh, where there are a, a lot of fields they're just dirt and you get to the end of it and that's not good for athletes to play on so no and in, in in Holland you have a lot of rain so what do you do with the rainwater if it's you know sometimes you have too much sometimes not enough so because of that uh, those companies have uh, invented stuff that could be welcome for the U.S. as well, who's not known to play on grass and that has severe climate differences if you go from Seattle to, let's say, Miami. You know, there's a big difference. But FIFA, and now I'm talking professional, of course, but FIFA is okay. going to say, hey, we need the same grass pitch everywhere. You know, there shouldn't be a, a disadvantage or an advantage. So in that way, uh, it's interesting for Dutch companies to come here and... Uh, try to talk on that level with uh, organizations here or stadium owners um, because it's differently organized. Now, if I look at a grassroots level, yeah, soccer-wise, um, still a lot to do. You, you, you're going to get to a level where you say, well, the pitch needs to be better or uh, we no longer can play on turf. We need to really play on, on grass. But also with the mental health thing, um, the... I know Alpha beats in the end, without trying to be a, a commercial spokesperson for them, but in the end, 
what they want to do is have a, uh, a kit that you can buy that is easy to apply because it's not even the money right now. Right now, it's, uh, you have to put a band on your, on your head so it can read your brain waves. Hmm. That sounds a little too much for some people unless you're on a semi-professional level already. But in the future, maybe our AirPods uh, can, can read brainwaves too. It's actually doing that already, but on a higher level. And then you and I can buy a kit cheap and say, hey, you know what? I have a problem sleeping. I might not need it for sports tomorrow, but I might need it to be you know, uh, fresh and available at work. So in that way, um, a lot of these inventions can, inventions can go anywhere, you know, from, from personal level, uh, to a uh, really professional level. Yeah, now even uh, the, I'm thinking of the Apple Watch, they, they, what they can do now versus when it first came out, now it can detect uh, arrhythmia, I believe, or at least it can keep track of your, your pulse rate, and that um, it is much better than the watch I have on, which can tell time, and I have to keep it in the sunlight to, re to recharge. Um, sounds like an exciting time. Yeah, it's, and it's great to see that kind of companies uh, being interesting, interested in the American market and, and how we can help them with that. Luke, what impression of the Netherlands would you like to leave with the people who attend South by Southwest, especially those who know little to nothing about the Netherlands? Um, I'd, I'd like to leave the impression uh, in, in, in Texas uh, and in Austin in, in particular where um, our, our economic cooperation is, is very strong already. Um, Texas is the number one state for, for Dutch trade and investments within the, within the U.S. Um, I'd like to leave the impression that we're, we're open to, to working with, uh, with our American friends and that um, we, uh, we come up with, with creative solutions and we'd like to exchange those with, um, uh, with the U.S. And, that uh, together uh, we, can, we can use innovation to work on, uh, on tackling climate change and to uh, promote the energy transition and to work on um, uh, public health and, and vitality also through, through sports. So for, for those in, in Texas, uh, the, the very few who have not heard of, uh, of the Netherlands, I, um, I hope that after the, uh, uh, the, uh, the astounding Dutch presence at, at South by Southwest, they're like, hey, those Dutch people, maybe uh, you know, give them a call and, uh, and let's, uh, let's work together. They're pretty smart people, yeah. <laughs> Just one final question, and, and I'll direct this one to you, Luke. Though, though, Maurice, if you have an opinion on it, feel free to chime in. Luke, you and I have chatted over the years about Major League Baseball, of all things. Given the popularity of soccer in Europe, it always surprises me when I meet a Dutchman who knows a thing or two about baseball. So let me ask you, should Major League Baseball adopt an electronic strike zone? That's, that's, that's a tough one. Um, and I'll, uh, you know, this, this year we have a pitch clock coming, larger bases, the yeah. band on the shift. It's not going to be the same sport this summer as it was for years before. No, I, I, I fully agree. And you, uh, uh, the, the human element in the sport is also what, what, makes, it, what makes it fun. Uh, uh, Empires make make mistakes. They're they're human. Uh, so if you're on the the losing end of that, that is uh, that is frustrating. Um, but I I do believe that um, ultimately uh, we should use technology uh, for uh, for for to to improve uh, every every sport. We had the same discussion in um, in soccer 
when it came to the, um, uh, the video assisted referee uh, or whether we should put uh, cameras on, uh, on the goal line to see if the, the ball went in or not. And uh, What was the decision? Is, is, that, is that standard or is it still uh, uh, in play? Is it still debatable? It's, it's becoming much more, much more standard and it, uh, it really impacts the, the game. Uh, and uh, on balance, I think it, it impacts the game for, uh, for the better. Uh, so I think I, I know I, I, I know how heated the, the debate is about the, uh, the the strike zone and I can can relate to um, to it but I think ultimately it would be uh, would be an, an, an improvement um, and maybe to uh, uh, to expand on on baseball a little bit um, I, uh, I do hope that that baseball will also in, increase in popularity in, in the Netherlands uh, because part of the kingdom of the Netherlands uh, Curaçao and Aruba uh, baseball is, is huge. Uh, Curaçao is actually the, uh, the baseball island. They have the, the highest number of MLB players per, per capita in, in the world. Uh, and some of, uh, some of the, the Dutch MLB players are, are from Curaçao and, uh, and Aruba. So that's something we're, uh, especially in, in Miami, given the proximity to the, the Dutch Caribbean, we're, we're very proud of. That statistic has always surprised me because I have to think about it a little bit. There's more people per capita, but it's it's ultimately then this. I think there's maybe seven or eight Curacaoans that playing, um, and, but the the there are maybe 150,000 people on the island. So that when you get it down to the number of MLB players per 1,000, then it, it's astonishing how many there are. It's phenomenal, and it, it says something about uh, the the popularity of the of the sport, uh, but also of the. Um, so also says something about the uh, the infrastructure and the uh, the, the training and uh, the professionalism I think uh, when it comes to baseball in uh, in Curacao and Aruba. Another thing I remember I believe it was Ozzy Albies I saw a, a, a short documentary of him one time and he explained why he was such a good infielder because the infields where he grew up on they were so rocky that that the ball would just take these crazy uh, shifts it would just go where you wouldn't expect it because there was a divot or there was a rock or something. And so you had to have these fast reactions. Then when you come up where it's, where it's smooth, it's pretty easy. Well, easy in comparison. I'm not saying I could do it because believe me, I couldn't, but uh, it, is, it is impressive. Yeah, well, we, uh, uh, we're, we're waiting for some of the, the Dutch players to, to come to, uh, to Miami to, and to, uh, to strengthen the, the Marlins. For the, uh, oh, and, and the World Baseball Classic, right? That's coming, that's coming around. Exactly, yeah, where uh, the, the, the Kingdom team will, will participate, the, the Kingdom of the Netherlands team. Um, the, um, uh, Miami will have a, a game in every round of the, the tournament, but they, uh, they will be hosting both the semifinals and the, and the final. Uh, so we're we're pretty confident that we uh, <laughs> that we can welcome the the Dutch team here. It would be something if we had the the USA team and the Netherlands team play in the final. Yeah, well, if the results the same as uh, in the in the soccer World Cup in uh, in December, then uh, I think we we would welcome <laughs> we would welcome that. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you again, guys, for joining me for this episode of Five Talk. Though I think I might have asked a few more than five questions again. 
becoming a real habit. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Please tell us what you think in the comments below, and be sure to click on the subscribe button and turn on notifications so you don't miss our next episode or the other videos we post on our YouTube channel. I'll be back behind the microphone next month with another member of the Dutch Diplomatic Network in the United States. Until then, you can keep up with our work on any of our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Just search for NL in the USA, and you can stay up to date on how the United States and the Netherlands have a partnership that works.